If you're just tuning in, you are listening to KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland, Oregon, and KSKQ translator K231CW 94.1 FM in Medford, Oregon. Also streaming at www.kskq.org. And you are listening to... Dream Infringement. That's right. Dream Infringement is a super squad of four friends. Four friends who are very good friends. Uh, one of which is... And very good friends are we. <laughs> one of which is Jennifer, nothing is as it seems, Woodside. Emily, the truth is out there. Castillo, Adara, I want to believe, Burns. And Bobby, there's something on the wing of the plane. Castillo. We enjoy uh, telling stories and playing music for you kind folks out there in Radio Land, listening in, and perhaps the music uh, that we uh, started the show with instead of our good old upbeat, jazzy um, little song that we usually play. Hopefully that uh, gave you an idea of what to expect for the next um, 57 minutes. Tell them how long they have to go. They might lose hope. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's going to be good. That is, is 57 minutes of just jam-packed fun, oh. excitement. Oh, you're getting their expectations up. I don't know about that. Passion. Um, it'll be awful, and so then they won't expect anything, and then when it's really great, they'll be like, wow. <laughs> okay. You're just going to be bored to death listening to the next 57 minutes. Just so bored I mean, maybe not that low <laughs> it's gonna this... more realistic we're just like eh, listen if you want if not whatever so the general feeling but do listen please yeah please. we really we produce our shows um just to make you to evoke that emotion that kind of like makes you feel um that eh, i could take it or leave it feeling bobby you know. the evoker the evoker <laughs> i feel like that could be like a Wrestling Mania or something title. <laughs> or like something in the, in like a role-playing game. Oh, yeah. And my tagline could be, um, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Right? Or something like mm, that. Could it? And I don't fight. I use my... Um, I use my evoking powers. I'll have to powers. think about a tagline for that because I, I, you're hitting me with it on a Monday evening. It was yeah. busy at work. Everybody else has it been crazy post-holiday. Yeah. For me, oh, oh. I, have, I have an office job, like yeah, so. Yeah. I think it affects me differently. Than Did everyone come back family. after the holidays, like, uh, like with like a um, uh, what do you call it? Like a merry hangover, like one of those, like like one of those things where it's like a holiday, post holiday hangover. Yeah, like like I love I the think, holidays. Yeah, I love all of this, but they you look can only... a little bit like um shell-shocked like what just happened <laughs> why don't i have any money and why am i so fat that's what it's all for really isn't it i'll tell you what i what? did our like new year episode like a recap and mm. i i know i told everyone like hey guys i'm not expecting anything to be different tomorrow but deep down, I kind of was and so far the first couple weeks of 2019 have been crazy just ridiculous. So that's Wild. like not in a way that you asked for. No, just oh. like the continuing of the ridiculousness of 2018 oh, has man. seeped into 2019. I'm so sorry, Emily. 
it's all right. So it's been it's been pretty ridiculous. It is has. That what, that's how you I'm would just describe like 2019. worldwide, personally, just yeah. all of it is ridiculous. I'm very confused about what exactly the year is, because 2019, 2018, 2020, 2021, they're all they've all just become numbers at, at this point. Is they that what always were you, just numbers yeah. at this point. Is that how what happens when you like when you make it past 30? I think when, yes. Just none of indeed, nothing it, matters exactly. anymore. Exactly. Okay. Yes. Well, because you lose some of those like milestones, yes. like because they come, they kind of hit you hard and fast. You're like elementary uh-huh. school, high school, get a job, do this, get married, get you know, have a kid, whatever. Like yeah, yeah. boom, boom, boom. I've and done then, it all. And then there's the wait. Yeah. Yep. You're like, is the and then your kids all. We're just for, waiting for death. That's yeah, true. yeah. The, the, I guess that's why Yours I keep trying to. Number now. That's why I keep trying to grow a mustache because that's the only rush that I can get out of life these days. I feel there are other things. Yeah. Beyond facial hair, like skydiving. To mark the hours. Mm. Mm, go paleo or something. Yeah. I mean, you can really mark those years by like your very. Maybe I'll. Go, uh, that's what my life needs. I just need to go on a diet. That'll bring the excitement. And the rush of my right. younger years. And then also you could the be, shame and guilt. Oh, yeah. yes. And you could be like one of those people that live off of endorphins that like oh, no one yeah. else knows what you're talking about. Or at least we don't know what you're talking right. about. Ooh, and like, I, can, I have runners high. And I, I'd be like, what? <laughs> I could, right now I do. Right now. And I can carry like a he water does. bottle with me mm-hmm. and drink from it like all the mm-hmm. time. And no one knows yeah. what's in it. I mean, it could be vodka. It could be water. And I feel like you, you need to really vilify something like toxins or mm. like really endorse like the yeah. cleanse or yes. something like yeah. very extreme Ooh, become a part of a multi-level marketing company. i'll do that for water just for water <laughs> i'll just start putting water in different in a different package because they've because mm-hmm. what's really big right now with the post millennials is drinking out of a box mm, yeah. maybe i can drink out of i like, can create you could a triangle like a hexagon oh yeah yeah Ooh. yeah the like, the more angles to the shape the better yeah that's really your gimmick it's okay. like the angles yeah. Like in the way it like you port the water or makes it portable with the angles, like does something molecularly yes. to, you know, really keep you healthy. I love this. I glow. love this. We're and, on the yeah, ground floor we of are this of MLM something. <laughs> mm-hmm. yes, company. Yes. yes. If you'd like to join. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and, oh, and then I can say I can say when I'm talking to them, like at a suite in hall in the Holiday Inn, like at the little like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, I could say. If you think I'm working an angle, you're correct because there's lots of angles on this. Oh, the but, puns yeah. are just oh, endless. Yes. The taglines. Are and... you thirsty? Thirsty for success? Oh. Well, drink from this weird shaped water bottle. I want it already. I want it on the fake company. <laughs> <laughs> Only like a social media like hashtag. Yeah. So just just put some Sex. money into an envelope and send it to uh, one two three four five any studio USA care of. Bobby the Man didn't Castillo. Think this through. Yep. Did not. <laughs> All right. So I'm worried if we actually had them send money to us. I don't want to do yes. that. Well, you no, can well, always send money to KSKQ, but it will be supporting the radio station. Yeah. This is not true. our, our multi level water scheme. <laughs> water scheme. <laughs> All right. So are we on to our next uh, I section? So. I think we are. Yeah. Yep. I'm, I'm comfortable with how much we've talked about this. <laughs> about water we're ready to move on yeah all right so uh next up is a direct message from oh Dream oh that's right um c- can i sing the song sure you remember okay. it? wait don't you have it up? do we have it um if you he guys talk if you guys talk for just a, oh, a second okay yes just in case our yeah. just in case file yeah yeah 
I mean, you guys, you ju- you're just oh, staring we're at me. We're actually supposed to okay. talk amongst ourselves. Yeah. Man. Okay, it's ready. So it's ready. No, Why you guys, so you ruined it. Okay, <laughs> no ahead. small okay. talk for you. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Your privileges have been revoked. <laughs> Listen up, I'm gonna tell you what happened this week in a private conversation between you and you and you and me. From dream infringement to you. All right. Mm. All right. I hope that explains what this next segment is about. I think it does. Okay. Um, Bobby, you're first. first. Okay. Uh, well, if I if I have to really, if I'm being put on the spot to say something about our direct message that we have, that we're constantly working. I would have to say... Are we working? <laughs> I feel like they're my midnight ramblings. Not so much work as something else entirely. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would have to say that... Uh, oh, uh, Emily seems to have a problem. It's come up multiple times in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm sure if I scroll back, it's like every... Uh, five thumb swipes. I'm pretty sure she's ranting about th- this problem. Um, she hates it when people try to make food be other food. This is true. Yeah. Substitutions. Like substitutions. Food substitutions. Like, you're not really looking at this. It's, you know. Yeah. I hate that. I hate yeah. The fakery. So, like, the worst worst of it is the when they try to make cauliflower <sighs> yeah. into something, right? Yeah. That was... That seemed to be the thing that that bothered me. And yeah. then they're like, it's cauliflower rice. And yeah. it's like, it's not it's rice, cauliflower though. It's cauliflower pizza crust. Yes, right. that's right. Yeah. It's just, mm. Can I ask you a question, though? Yes. This is this is really big with me understanding where your beef is. Okay. Um, where do you stand on... Uh, what is that? <laughs> what is that? It's a... It's a... Mm, it's... Oh, where do you stand on spaghetti squash? Oh. Um, Think about this, because it because they're not okay, trying to make the squash. Here's the thing: okay, no yeah. one's telling me this is gonna taste exactly like spaghetti. Okay, it's like this is gonna taste like a vegetable, but it's something to put some like marinara on. Maybe they shouldn't have named it spaghetti squash because it gets your hopes That's up true. that it will be spaghetti like, and really, it's just a lot of threaded like. I don't know how you even yeah. describe it, but I mean, oh, it's got a texture. Like yeah. squash noodles? I feel like noodles? spaghetti squash. Squash noodles. Yeah, squash noodles. I like that much better. Squoodles? We're changing. Squoodles. Squoodles. <laughs> if they have zoodles, like the right. zucchini noodles. Yeah. Or noodles. And zoodles squash don't noodles. bother me. Yeah. That doesn't bother me at all. I don't like it when a cake looks like an actual pizza. And they're like, oh, it's funny. It's a cake. Yeah. It's like, no, this is gross. Or, okay, can oh, I just... Yeah, can I like that. Can I just... So even t- if it's like a tasty food, it's not just like trying to to smuggle oh, vegetables <laughs> <no>. <laughs> at you. Yeah. Even cake. It's even like good things. I just don't mm-hmm. like to be lied to. Can I have... Can I just take a moment to be honest? Yes. Brutally honest. All right. Okay. I I have an issue with cakes that look like babies uh mainly for like baby showers i think it's really creepy that people do that that many cake babies well it's just there's a point where you need to cut a slice of cake right for people to eat and i mean you can use your imagination with that it's weird to me i feel like they're the people who are doing that 
are fulfilling some kind of weird violent like <laughs> thing that they have going on. Okay, I feel that it is a psychological manifestation of yeah. something. Yes. It's just, I have I don't a know. question for Jennifer. Okay. Oh yes. On behalf of, of my mom. my mom. She makes cakes. So she nice. does. Um, where does she stand on like the lingerie pregnant woman belly with like the foot? Oh, okay. Is that one weird? She's yeah. never I think been you might, asked. You might need to explain that more. Emily. To I don't think I do. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's like a cake that's shaped like a pregnant belly. Um, so she's never been asked to do a cake like that. But I do know, like, my mom gets incredibly triggered if she sees a pregnant lady like in a, like skin tight clothing. Uh, like she just really wants maternity wear to be more loose, and it just she she can't handle it. She sees it. It just it there's it's a catalyst to a, a long rant. So I, I think she wouldn't like the cake based on that. It doesn't yeah. seem like something she would enjoy. No. no. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, every woman's... <coughs> I don't know if this is even mm -hmm. worth... Yeah. Okay. Maybe Never. not. Okay. <laughs> Maybe don't start with every woman. <laughs> I know. Bobby. I wasn't, I wasn't going to do a blanket a blanket no, thing. The one, I was gonna, the one man no, in his studio. Okay. It was like, on no, behalf of I'm not gonna women. Talk, not... No, I'm not going to talk about... I'm not going to talk... I'm not going to even say what I was thinking. Okay. But I would just like oh. to say that I was about to say every woman is not... different in this way. Okay. I wasn't going to say every woman's like So you're like saying this. like the... The pregnant belly cake should be based on the actual pregnant lady. Like, that's oh, not she's where like I was a going. torpedo <laughs> stomach, or she carries higher levels. I was make okay. sure you get those stretch marks okay. in there. Do you want me to say what I was going to say? No. Okay. Um, who's up next? I am. Okay. Of course okay. you are. Mine's not as funny, but it was interesting to to me. I want to um, laugh, Jennifer. Oh. Make me laugh. Okay, so like at three a.m., I suddenly just like sat up in bed. I was like. <gasps> Because the cosmos was calling out to me. And right <laughs> at that moment, someone made a fraudulent charge through um, an account that I have with a certain bookstore. And it was that for about $150 was this charge. And it was like being shipped out to somebody like in South Carolina. And so, you know, I called that place and they refunded the charges. But I still had this very unusual name and shipping information. And so I Googled and it was like a person with a business, like a family man, hmm. like with, you know, kids and a wife and a good business. Like, so obviously this person was not the one who had hacked my account. So I called them and they were super nice. Uh, and we talked about it. And he said, like, let me get back to you. So he calls back and he's like, OK, so my wife placed this order for the books, mm -hmm. but she placed them through Amazon. Oh, so. What happened was the seller like got the order, hacked my account, shipped it directly to these people through my account, and then pocketed the money that they were paid oh, for for the books. Oh. So it wasn't like they even had that to offer in the first place. They no. were just like, oh, I'm... they had like a fake online store. They're like, oh, you want that? Well, let me just you know ship it from this other store, and um. The, so, they said that the seller oh, had like a lot of other like purchases, like they had fulfilled uh -huh. a lot of other things. They had good feedback. And so I think that they had been doing this for a while and no one just called the other person on the other end. And yeah. then like, you're getting, you're getting books. Like, oh man, <laughs> what happened? And so like, we figured it out. And so like they called like Amazon and from their end and um, I filed something with the internet police and. Let's nice. see if uh, something will happen out of it. But yeah, 
because I was like, how would this be a profit if you're just, I mean, yeah, the hacker is not going to be sending stuff to their own address, but if you're sending it to someone else, how are you getting money? And that was how they were doing it. Hmm. It's interesting. So they weren't out any money. They were just making money. They, yeah, kind of they, they made $150. Yeah. I got re-incompensated. So it was really the, the uh, account where that was breached that yeah. lost the money. Interesting. Mystery solved. Yeah. Another one for the books. Yep. That is wild. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It's amazing that you're like, <gasps> and you woke up and you're like, something yeah. is afoot. And then it's like 3 a.m. and nobody's open. So there's nothing I can do about it except worry. <laughs> like, have fun getting back to sleep after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That's the worst. It was. Yeah. We've only been like someone's used our credit card for like the the new york times or something i don't remember and that. I, I was like i didn't oh no it wasn't new <laughs> york times criminal, but they're well read <laughs> yeah it was very some cultured other, like, criminal magazine that mm. was you know new york timesy oh. maybe they were seeing if it went through and then they were gonna like buy be. a car <laughs> yeah. it was like new york monthly or something <laughs> we don't got that much money <laughs> all right we do have enough for the new york times <laughs> so. yeah like sunday <laughs> okay so my thing is um, I found a quiz on mental floss. I like mental floss. Yeah. Um, it's The quiz is who wrote it, Edgar Allan Poe I'm or an emo band? about this. You mentioned it. And, <laughs> so, so wait, wait, wait. Edgar Allan Poe or? An emo band. An emo band. All right. So I'll just do a few because they're 16 and we don't have time for that. All right. Uh, the first one is. And I know in my heart we all die, like the day and the night, like the sun in the sky. So who was it? Emo band. I don't think he rhymed that much, so I'm going to say emo band. All right. You guys are right. Hey! Who is it? Slipknot. From Light with a Sharpened Edge by The Used. The Used. I forgot about them. Okay. And All I Loved, I Loved Alone. Oh, Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, yeah, Poe. It's yeah. got kind of old-timey feel right. to it. Um, let's see. Okay. Oh, no, that one's too dark. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I like that you're trying to find, like, less dark well, poems I mean... from an emo band <laughs> and or Edgar Allan Poe. Can oh. we just take a moment to talk about how big his forehead is? Okay. You think it was really that big? Well, there there are actual pictures, aren't there? Or is it just portraits? Oh, yeah. No, that's are there are pictures. I feel yeah. like there's like a lot of paintings of his forehead, his face. Maybe they embellished the forehead when they painted it. Okay, here's a kind of dark one, okay. but not too dark. Deep in the earth, my love is lying, and I must weep alone. I feel like that's more Edgar Allan. I can see because his bride didn't she die? She Annabelle did. Lenore. Yeah. Well. Oh wait, no, that was in the poem. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are right. You guys are smart. Jennifer, yeah. <laughs> he wants me to high five him. Oh. What? Why are you doing this it's to me? It's win-win because my hand's real sweaty oh, also. Gross. <laughs> Die young and save yourself. Oh, definitely emo. Die young and save yourself. Nope, definitely Edgar Allan Poe. But, but oh, a, a clause okay. that he also wrote it when he was 17. <laughs> Therefore, it was an emo band. Oh man. <laughs> but they are they are like, you know, pretty if you want to take the full quiz, you can go to mentalfloss.com. I would like to see an emo band perform with Edgar Allan Poe as their front man. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, he is dead. 
Well, I mean, no, a lookalike. They could clone sure. him. They could clone. They clone could him. clone him. Yeah. That that would work. All right. Pretty. Uh huh. What yeah. is happening next? <laughs> Are you gonna play a song to go along with your? Yeah. Do you? Okay. Do you want to do the midway point? Tell everyone what we're doing. Oh yeah. So listening to. So hey, listeners, if you're just tuning in, and you're like, "What is this?" That I am listening to. What's this all about? What station is this? Well, to answer that question, you are listening to KSKQ 89.5 FM in Ashland, Oregon, and KSKQ Translator K231CW 94.1 FM in Medford, Oregon, also streaming at www.kskq.org. And this is Dream Infringement, and we love telling stories, and we love playing songs. And tonight, our show is themed. Have we talked about the theme? No. We didn't? We've we've eluded. We've come this far, and we've yeah, not eluded. talked about the theme. Not eluded. We've eluded. Does someone want to introduce it? Because I could... Oh, I so could sorry. Totally, <laughs> I could totally introduce it. Go for it. So, our lives are filled with so many... Mm, I want to say... Po- you do it. <laughs> so many <laughs> events. Some events are inexplicable some are bizarre some are weird some make you wonder what what's going on here (laughs) so those are the things that we're speaking to those mysterious events that happen that we can't explain some have been solved some have gotten close to being solved some we still there's still a big question mark so tonight's show is unsolved mysteries who knows maybe we'll solve a few mysteries tonight in the next 33 minutes Mm -hmm. that could happen if you have a mystery that you would like to be solved you could call us you could we're not detectives yeah (laughs) but we have been known to put our heads together to solve some really serious problems Mm. yeah not the serious ones i don't know maybe maybe by the the lighthearted ones maybe by the end of the show we'll solve the mystery of where adara is Oh. Not a mystery. She texted us. Oh, really? Yeah, you just haven't looked at it yet. What happened? So it's true. Okay. We did solve it. <laughs> for Bobby. It was a mystery for Bobby. <laughs> and now it's not. Shall we play the song and mystery, then we can, we can reveal? Yes. Okay. Is it, did we land on building a mystery by sure. Sarah McLaughlin? Um, yes, a million times, yes. Okay. Then that is what you were about to hear. So did you get it? The theme? unsolved mysteries bobby <laughs> talked a lot but i don't remember if he actually ever said the theme i think he did oh he did okay oh. <laughs> well i said it in two words so. it's okay it's all right so oh. i have one um i pre-recorded it because i was feeling kind of sick last night and my voice was doing funky things sort of like basically it was just enunciating things that i wasn't trying to enunciate so mm-hmm. sorry for the like weird emphasis but um so for this is a reason it's not a local doing Unsolved thing. mystery. Did I have it? Um, I don't know. I can pull it up. Okay. Yeah. Here it is. I thought it would be so easy. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's still easy. Does anyone remember that show, Unsolved Mysteries from the nineties? Yeah. Oh man, that guy creeped me out. He was like haunting my dreams. <laughs> it's thinking about it. Sorry. And um, he was in airplane. Also, wasn't he? The guy haunting your dreams? Yeah, the host of Unsolved Mysteries. I think he was like a pilot in his younger years. 
And then they were like, you know who we need for this great show about mysteries? I'm talking like I'm a 90s okay. show executive. I'm ready. Okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Driving on I-5 southbound around the Mount Chasta area, you will see a giant billboard about a missing child named Kyron Horman. From 2010 on, I've often seen the billboard, but I did not know the story behind it. Even though Kyron's mother is a Jackson County resident, and it was something that occurred in the Portland area. So I did a little research, and here's the breakdown. On June 4th, 2010, Kyron Horman, age seven, disappeared from a school in Portland. From a school, not on the way or during a field trip, but from school grounds. Before I begin the story briefly, uh, this is who is who. The biological parents are Desiree Young and Kane Horman. They divorced in 2002. They shared custody of Kyron until 2004 when Kane took over full custody due to Desiree having some medical issues. In 2007, Kane married Terry Moulton. Terry was a friend of Desiree's and became romantically involved with Kane around 2004 when Desiree was hospitalized and she helped take care of Kyron. In 2008, Terry and Kane had a daughter together. So that day on June 4th was not an ordinary day at school. School was winding down for the year. There was a science fair and a talent show that day that was open to the public. There were many parents and kids milling around. You didn't have to be a parent to be there. There wasn't any security. Nothing was locked down. Terry, the stepmother, Kyron, and his baby half-sister were at the science fair that morning. And this is absolutely confirmed. She says that she walked him to the second floor hallway of his class at 8.45 as the bell was ringing and said goodbye. Kyron was planning to meet up with a group of his friends who would be arriving at a later time and from 9 to 10 in a small group led by a volunteer chaperone, they'd go back to the science fair. Kyron was marked absent when they took roll call at 10. Due to some contributing factors, it wasn't realized between the parents and the school that he was missing until after 3 p.m. This case practically hinges on whether or not Terry left the school with Kyron that day. All through the investigation, law enforcement has done their best to keep all witness accounts about this particular detail confidential. There was a huge interview at the school of employees and people that were there that day, and all have been asked not to disclose what they saw. There was a child who said he saw Kyron, but that was quickly backtracked. Another kid who said he'd been told not to tell what he knew. There is subpoena testimony by three staff members of the school that has not been released to the public, but that Terry's attorney claims shows very clearly that Kyron was seen after she left. We know a lot about her day that day. Most of her time is very well accounted for, which some people actually find very suspicious. So she has a Fred Meyer receipt stamped at 9.12. This Fred Meyer is about 10 minutes away. So if she's lying, if she left with Kyron after that last released report of seeing him at 8.15, it would have given her about 35 minutes to have done something, all with a sick baby with an earache. 
and there's another chunk of time from around 10.40 to 11.40 where she says she was on the phone and she says giving her child medicine, rocking them to sleep, uh, presumably in her vehicle. So it's not impossible that she could have done something, but it seems unlikely. The biggest issue is Terry herself. She is a public relations nightmare. It's like she has no external awareness of how things she says, does, or writes will translate to the public eye, or even how not to get caught. She's kind of been involved in some crimes and she gets caught every time. So it seems unlikely that she could pull off a murder and keep it hidden for eight years when that doesn't seem to be something that she's been capable of for any other part of her life. The parents have stated all along that they feel she is responsible. So who does Terry think did it? Leading up to his disappearance, Kyron had begun to act strangely. Terry was afraid that someone was abusing him. She and Kane were fighting about it. She was trying to have him seen by a doctor. The parents have stated that they think this was a ploy to divert the attention from herself. Though the father verifies the change in behavior, he says he believes Kyron's behavior is from the difficulty of living between two households. But Terry thinks it's connected to his disappearance. So, what if? With all the people there that day, that Kyron wandered off to use the bathroom, as he was known for, either right at 8.45, or even with his friends at the science fair. And if someone was abusing him from the school or friend's parent, could they have approached him? Could a predatory stranger have seen the advertising for the school's expo and used it as an opportunity to prey on kids? Perhaps hiding in the bathroom waiting for a child to come in alone. These things are feasible. Though it's eight years old, this is not a cold case. The last few years, they've begun searching the woods again. In 2016, they denied that they were searching for Chiron on a Monday and confirmed it later on a Wednesday that they were in fact searching. In 2017, it was revealed that they were analyzing new computer evidence. KGW8 reported that a source with knowledge of the investigation said police recently examined a laptop computer that used to belong to Kyron's stepmother, Terry Horman. How reliable is the statement of a source with knowledge? That doesn't really mean it's true or verified evidence. Overall, most likely the police have a suspect in mind and they cannot arrest them until they find a body. And they are trying to keep it under wraps so that the suspect doesn't know how close they are to having evidence and either destroying additional evidence or fleeing. In June of this year, Desiree released a statement saying, stay tuned, something big is coming, I promise you. Terry isn't going to get away with staying silent about where Kyron is and not have to answer for it. I assume that it's going to be perhaps a TV special or maybe a podcast by someone well-known. It's doubtful law enforcement would let her post about a break in the case because that could compromise the investigation. It's hard. Every time they do a search, you want them to find something just as desperately as you don't. You want to know, to have the piece of resolution, but if they find something, it means that there's no longer any hope. I believe that there will be resolution. It seems like things have been amping up, and I really do think they have a very good lead in mind. We're just 
waiting on a few final details. I guess that remains to be seen. The song I've chosen to play uh, is P.A. Yezu. It was created by Andrew Lloyd Webber when his father passed away. It's a requiem. Uh, traditionally, it's sung by a soprano with a choir boy, and the repeating stanza is to give them rest, everlasting rest. Well done, Jennifer. Yes. I felt like that was a really good um, mm -hmm. major respect for production, that. Yeah. producing. And I'm, good. I'm sorry if anybody knows anyone involved. I wasn't trying to hurt anyone's feelings or like offend anybody. So uh, sorry. <laughs> I apologize if I did. Um, I just kind of wanted to finally get to know the story. Like I said, I always passed that billboard and, and never knew yeah. what was behind mm -hmm. it. So. Yeah. Well, I didn't know some of the details that you brought out. And yeah, it's a major part of like, like as you brought out at one point, like it's, you know, I think you brought it out, but it's a big part of the Rogue Valley. I mean, if you're, which is the valley that we, <laughs> live you know, in. live in, but, yeah. you know, it's hard to not, yeah. pictures and the poster mm -hmm. and, yeah, you know, it's all it's, over the place. Yeah. And I think that stuff like that can kind of bring back some awareness and, yeah, so. Thank you. Well done. Mm -hmm. Yes. So we're going to lighten it up though, I think. Yes. Yeah, we totally are. <laughs> no one can do an hour of that. It's too much. Oh, um, so. In 1996, I was nine years old. And in 1996, something special came into my life in the form of a lady coming to my classroom. She had braces and her name was Mrs. Staples. Okay. Seems hard to say with braces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she was very sweet, very sweet lady. And she would come to the class and give us these really special uh, projects, group projects that we would do. And what she was doing, like the, the projects were uh, try to um, create something out of 20 toothpicks, something that you know i don't know it was it was like these tests that Just she was anything administering like she would say try to um take a picture with a camera using three toothpicks or something like that it was like these crazy um like tests. take a picture of the toothpicks oh boy this is a perceiver's dream and a yeah. judger's nightmare <laughs> you're like, like do i take pictures of the toothpicks with the toothpicks? <laughs> i don't understand do i prop the camera on top of the toothpicks yeah. i was going through the same mental yeah. process like, <laughs> this is not enough information yes yeah so you know so she would administer these uh simple tests to a bunch of you know nine and ten year olds um for the purpose of finding gifted students to go to a school for gifted kids. Bobby was in a dystopian novel. <laughs> <laughs> it, sure, Mrs. Staples. Yes. Right? With I, the braces. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they have a lot of really good like one-liners because I've told this story so many <laughs> times, but there's some new developments. So basically, Mrs. Staples, you can come in, Adara. She's she just she just arrived. She just arrived right when I was getting to the ju <coughs> the juicy part of this tale. Um, I was going to politely wait for a song break, but all right. <laughs> Bobby, it's going to be a while. Well, okay. So Mrs. Staples would administer these tests. I wanted nothing. <laughs> I wanted nothing more. Nothing more 
than to be uh, accepted to this get school for gifted kids. I felt like I had I had what it I had what it took to I, I felt like I could make the cut. And um, so she administered this test at one point where she said, invent something, anything, invent something. So what I made was a hat that made the top of your head look like a duck. So the bill of the hat was like the bill of a duck. And the top of the hat was like the top of the head of a duck. And it had eyes. And it was really, it was made out of felt. And when I brought it in, Miss Staples' face lit up like a Christmas tree. She was, she was just like so blown away by this. And she was so excited by this hat. She just couldn't stop praising me for it that she said, I would like to take this and show it to my uh, compatriots. I would like to show it to the people that I work with. And so she, I, can I have permission? She asked me at nine years old with a dream of being invited to this gifted school that she represented. Yes, Miss Staples, please take it. And she took it. And I never saw her again. Never saw Miss Staples again. She never came back to our school. What happened? Fast forward 20 years, you tell a group of friends and we all laugh and make fun of you and <laughs> yeah. say yeah. you dreamt it up. Yeah, no, this really happened. <laughs> then fast forward. I don't think he dreamt it up, but I think it like got bigger and greater. That's and... true, yeah. Fast forward awesome. 20 years and six months. And Bobby finally decides to call up his mom and share this story with her, asking if she remembers. Oh, no. <gasps> Is this actually a solved mystery? Perhaps. Whoa. You be the judge. Okay. So I didn't even share it with her with the purpose of, like, in any way her shedding light on the matter. I just was sharing the story with her. I don't even know if she was aware of it. So I share it with her, and she's like, oh, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I actually something happened about that time. And I said, what? What are you talking about? And she said, someone called from the gifted school. They called me and they said that they wanted to invite my, you to be to to go to the school. And my mom said that it wasn't a good time for me to accept that invitation and that I would, um, that it was better for me to stay where I was. Okay, so I'm sure your minds are swimming with so many judgmental thoughts towards my <laughs> sweet mom. Because mine was. I was, very, I was very angry when I heard her say this. And I didn't show it when I was talking to her. She's going to find out now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they don't listen all the time. Maybe, maybe they'll yeah. skip this one. Because I, I still, as an adult, like, I couldn't help but think, like, my, my whole life had flashed before my eyes of what could have been if I had gone to this gifted school. It was, it was a dream then. It, it, my, that, there's a part of my heart that is still that nine-year-old boy, and I still want nothing more than to go to that gifted school and for Miss Staples to be, like, waving me in through those doors. But it didn't happen, and... A lot of the reason as I try to find closure with this, you know, knowledge, a lot of the reason why I feel that I can put this to rest is because of this. There were so many 
times that we had moved before the point in which my mom was called by this school um, because of different circumstances that were out of our control. We, we went to really bad schools before that. And we all went to separate schools for some reason. Um, my sisters would go to a different, so we were all bussed in different directions and we had some very, um, just unfortunate experiences from going to these different schools in kind of like a, a very like, um, uh, just kind of a ghetto of the city that we grew up. Um, there were just some really bad experiences and my mom finally got all of us going to the same school and it was like a really amazing school. They really cared about all of us. They wanted all of us to go to the same school. Um, and we had a lot of really good experiences that I, I wouldn't trade for, for anything because that particular school um, made a big impact on me and my siblings. Um, and I don't think that that's something that my mom wanted to just like, you know, write off. And when that gifted school called her, she wasn't ready yet. And maybe it took something away from me, but I think I also gained some things through that decision that she made. So I don't know. Life is complex. And is there a part of you that kind of wishes it was still a mystery? Um, there's a part of me that still feels that there's a little bit, there's still a little bit of mystery to be squeezed from, from that experience. Like what did Mrs. Stables do with my duck hat? Yeah. My dad uh, could answer that question. Oh, I wasn't going to say it was my dad. I was going to say it was a fan. Not uh, okay. a fan who wants to be called my dad. Back up. Okay. A fan wrote in and said, I know what happened. She sold the idea to the university of Oregon and she is now wealthy. Oh man. <laughs> Thank you for poking uh, fun at my misfortune, Steve. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. I, I don't take it that personally. It's one of those things where um, tragedy plus timing equals comedy. Mm. You're probably right. Um, and the fact that your tragedy was losing your duck hat, I think, means <laughs> that the timing <laughs> is like maybe two years. Yeah. And then it's funny. Okay. All right. Two years. I'm going to remember that. So the song that I chose is called The Truth is a Cave, and it's by the Oh Hellos. One of those people that does. You're, I know I am. And you're, and we're live. Auctioneer. That's yes, what I was thinking thank of. thank you. I didn't uh, think of it either. It was driving me crazy. Oh, because you kept saying, like, one of those people that talks a lot. And fast. I was like, I know a few of those. Like fast. Yeah. Oh, fast, sorry. I do too. Funny. <laughs> okay. Well, guys, mine's about a dead bird. Uh, in my personal life, I was walking in New York with some a friend and my parents who were also there with me. And a dead bird fell from the sky and hit the ground. And it was unnerving because birds should not be falling. That's bad juju as far as I'm concerned. I yeah. I'm not going to okay. say that anymore. I, yeah. Okay, that's <laughs> okay. right. Don't anyway. That. May I hazard a guess? Yeah. Bird cardiac arrest. Mm, Airplanes. Maybe. <laughs> I thought maybe like a window thing. Mm, like, yeah. And that seems it, too bing. easy. Um, it, it hit it later. It was like flying on a, autopilot. And then it was like, whoa. Yeah. Maybe because he was dumb. Because birds are dumb. <laughs> that not could that be. Dumb. That's not nice. <laughs> Our bird listeners are going to be offended. <laughs> yeah, Bobby, take it back quick. <laughs> I, so, I take it back. <laughs> one bird is unnerving enough. Uh, how about 5,000? 
in Arkansas. I don't like where this is going. <gasps> what? On New Year's Eve in 2010, in the small town of, I don't know if it's BB or Beeb. I'm going to say Beeb because BB just sounds silly. Mm-hmm. Sorry if it is BB. Uh, Beeb. It's <laughs> very Beeb. difficult not to offend anyone. Um, okay. How dare you? <laughs> 5,000 blackbirds freaked out and slammed into buildings, telephone poles, and trees dying instantly. It was disconcerting when it happened, but at least there was a plausible explanation. Celebratory fireworks had spooked the birds, according to Arkansas officials, causing them to fly all over the place. It was a one-time occurrence that would never happen again, except it did happen again the next year <gasps> on New Year's Eve at 2011. Despite the ban on fireworks in that town to make sure there weren't any more mass bird casualties, only 200 birds died this time, but that didn't make it any less bizarre. Uh, There's a lot of theories. One was that it was a bad omen about the Mayan calendar signaling the end of the world. 2012? Yeah, it didn't turn out to be true. Um, Maybe they watched the movie 2012. (laughs) 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 Um... (laughs) Yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's huh. weird. It's weird, guys. Wow. That's it. Birds dying for no apparent reason. Yep. That's the kind of mystery you can sink your teeth into. Mm. Am I right? Am I right? Now he's trying to high five us again. It's just a high five kind of night, but no one. It's my, not. I okay. should warn it you, my hands really sweaty. Two people. I mean, are I wasn't actually going night. to high five you. Just attempting. I chose the song "Falling" by Florence and the Machine, which I have a love hate relationship with. Yeah, but this one, this one's tolerable. (laughs) Here y'all go, falling. Get it? Because the birds are falling. That's why. Nice. Thanks. So smart. We've arrived at that time, and that time that I speak of is the time where this show ends. And maybe that makes you a little bit sad, but don't be sad for long, because I'm going to share some good news with you. We're going to be back next Monday from six to seven. Also, you can check us out on Instagram so you don't feel that you're that separated from us. I mean, you can look at our pictures like for hours if you want and videos too. There's so much to see. We all have different faces, very different faces. So there's that you can like kind of compare and contrast. Oh, um, did you think we all had the same face? (laughs) How strange. Yeah. I mean, shame on you for not having a better imagination. <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, our faces are all different, um, as well as our personalities. You know what else is different? What? The next show. Yes, mm-hmm. and it's One World, Many Songs with Marco Cook. Um, and it's going to be great. And we'll see you next week. And we love you. All of us love you so much. That, that's killing Bye. me. They don't like sharing that deep emotion. That, uh, you know, live I don't radio. like lies. Yeah. <laughs> I love you in the same way that I feel a general sense of love toward everything. I love you. Universe. I love you like if if I found out that you really loved our show, I might let you stay at my house like for a night. <laughs> I wouldn't. So <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Bobby and I share a house. Yeah, we do. Okay. We share a house. All right, we got to go. Okay, bye. Bye. See you in a hot minute. Later, homies.